and uh, hopefully who better can you trust than your spouse um so you know it's it's a double edged it's a double edged sword in the sense that you you it's probably the person you trust the most um yeah. so the person that you can speak most freely with and therefore can sometimes lead to those um uh i guess conflicts Welcome to another episode of Wellness Curated. As you know, the aim of this podcast is to offer you ideas, trends, techniques so you can lead a healthier, happier, more hopeful life. And today we're going to talk about something extremely interesting, money and relationships. Before I carry on, can I request you to please subscribe to our channel so that we can get you more and more speakers and offer this service to you for free. Okay, so coming back to money and relationships. Joining us today is the accidental co-founder as she describes herself of the Food Matters group, Gauri Devi Dayal, and it's a business that she launched with her husband and originally she was on a break from her tax consulting career and she never went back. She set up uh the table she set up mag street and a bunch of other things she's also written this lovely book called diamonds for breakfast where she sa- shares tales from her restaurant industry adventures today we're going to talk to gauri about her experience of working with a partner with a family member welcome to the chat gauri and thank you for taking the time to be here with us today thank you so much for having me anshu you're welcome so gauri tell us now you called yourself an accidental co-founder that's what your website describes you as of the food matters group now i know you've covered this in the book but could you offer my readers and uh, my listeners a little bit of an idea about why you called that yourself that yeah of course so um i actually by my background my education was in law and my um profession after that my career for the next 9 years or so was actually as a chartered accountant so i was working with one of the big four firms as a tax consultant so of course the plunge into uh, sort of you know hospitality and uh, having our own business was quite uh, un un sort of conventional in 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 a sense from what i was doing previously and hence the title accidental entrepreneur uh, and it was actually my husband who was very keen to open a restaurant uh, in mumbai and um, you know i started dabbling in it to help him out and then realized that uh, it was a full time job and that's when i as you mentioned took a uh, planned to take a one year sabbatical which is still going on in a way <laughs> so it it just started like that that you know you basically you were helping him and that was it in a way um i tried talking him out of it for the best part because he wasn't actually from hospitality either so it really felt like we would be the blind leading the lame but uh you know he was very keen and it made sense for the um you know given the dining scene that was in bombay at the time this was back in 2008 2009 and uh, i actually invo- got involved just helping on the financial and legal aspects because that was my background so it was meant to happen on the sidelines just you know helping to set up a business uh, the, the company setting up bank accounts just you know helping with that part of it because um for most 
entrepreneurs, they hate doing all of that uh, nitty gritty work. And uh, that was something I used to do day in and day out. So that's how it was. That was supposed to be the extent of my involvement. But of course, this idea and this project was sort of developing in my uh, living room in a way. And so mm-hmm. I keep my nose out of it and eventually got um, fully involved. So, I mean, your business is not just successful. It's hugely successful. I don't even live in Bombay. But every time I go there, I, you know, I land up going to your restaurant. So tell me, how do you, did you decide where to invest, what site to pick, what business to pick, you know, what food to serve? How did you in- decide on all this between the two of you? Um, so a lot of things were actually driven by what we wanted when we went out to dine and we felt wasn't in the city. And in terms of the cuisine, Jay had just moved back from San Francisco. Jay is my husband. Um, he had just moved back from San Francisco and, you know, was really missing that, um, you know, flourishing food scene in Bombay. And, you know, it, Bombay really wasn't what it is today in terms of, you know, now you have restaurants opening every week. And I remember when we opened the table it was uh it seemed like it was after a long hiatus of restaurant openings of new restaurants so people were very keen to check out the new kid on the block at the time and we opened in jan 2011 so it's almost 13 years um so you know it was it was really driven there were very few standalone restaurants i think for the most part people used to dine at five star hotels and um you know of course there was a limited number of hotels and a limited number of times that you could really go out to, you know, dine in these restaurants. And I think it was driven by that gap, you know, identifying that gap that really triggered this idea. And of course, being exposed to food. So I had moved back from London, Jay, from San Francisco. Um, You know, we'd been exposed to so much out there that it just felt um like the right thing to do. It made sense to bring some of that back. And in fact, our first chef was from San Francisco. Uh, and, you know, when people ask what that means and, you know, what what, it, what was so attractive about that kind of food that we wanted to bring a piece of to Bombay, it's really about, um, it's, it's actually cuisine agnostic. And by that, I mean that it's not any one cuisine. It's rather, it's ingredient driven. Um, you know, it's a seasonal menu. It keeps, it's sort of, so it keeps changing. And um, and it's really pretty freestyle. And I think that's the thing that we missed and wanted to bring to the city. Having said that, um, from the time the project started to the time the restaurant actually opened its doors, um, it, it, it went through several ups and downs and uh, several modifications in terms of even the concept, um, etc. So a lot of that's written about in the book, but uh, right, yeah. yes. <laughs> Is there a clear demarcation when it comes to money and investment decisions that one of you will make those and the other person will handle, say, operations? So I actually feel that the demarcation, if you're talking about um, from a business, in in terms of the business, not the personal aspect. Mm -hmm. Yes, um, the business, yes. When it comes to the business, I actually think the demarcation is, it, it can be, it can go any which way, right? But given that my background was in finance and, um, you know, like I said, law, and I, I was a sort of qualified accountant, obviously, it made sense for me to handle um, the numbers. And it's something, you know, I think I'm the only person in the company who doesn't get scared opening Excel, Excel spreadsheets. Um, so, you know, it made sense for me to do that. But I think that's more from a, um, you know, execution standpoint. And I think that's where Jay and I really complement each other, because um, a lot of uh, the the sort of I would say the entrepreneurial aspects in terms of the ideas, um, the crazy ideas, in fact, are his 
which then I helped to execute and you know make happen in a realistic manner without kind of in a sensible way without right, yeah, without you know keeping a check on budgets and making sure the paperwork is in order. And I actually find now having worked together for so long that I think those are the two demarcations. You know, it's the it's almost the creative versus the um the sort of you know the the execution part of it that's the you know it's the left and right brain and uh, and the thing about restaurant operations are that it's huge you know there's so many things to look after and so when it comes to operations again we split it you know we we found our strengths over the course of the years and um that's kind of how we divide the work divide and conquer but it is it is true that we uh you know do have to find that sort of division of of responsibility but i think when it comes to important decisions um they to a large extent made jointly and um you know that's how it needs to be okay and do you keep say i mean how do you handle personal finances do you keep it distinct from your business what and also what happens when there's a conflict of something when you guys don't agree on something does it go home with you <laughs> oh oh god i i i if i had a penny for every time that's happened um i think that it is important to keep the personal and the um business finances very separate uh of course when we started the business it was it was funded by us so in that sense um you know we had kept aside a certain amount of uh savings in a way that we put into the business one thing i would say is that you know don't let it be your entire savings that go into the business because then you uh have nothing more to sort of you know f- fall back on for your sort of personal uh life and i think that that's you know f- sort of most important and uh, of of you know primary importance whatever happens in the business uh, especially because it's not in many cases just about two people there might be you know children there might be parents etc that are dependent on you uh so it was very important that we set aside an amount and when we were setting out into this venture um because it was completely new to us we made it very clear that whatever this is the pool that you have to play with and you know you make or break it in this and i think that it's it's very easy to blur those lines but um me being the sort of anal accountant between us i try <laughs> manage that really um really you know to the best of my ability but i think that it is important to keep them distinct and not dip into um the two pools okay so i was talking to some friends who actually they work in a family business so it's a husband wife and the two grown up children and they actually have an outside consultant come in i think it was from memory twice a month and they actually spent 7 8 hours with him um just trying to analyze and discuss issues how do you as establish your boundaries between each other do you have external help i think that a lot of companies especially as they grow do um you know it's very recommended that you bring in a board even if it's not a formal sort of board as such um of directors but just a sounding board of people that you trust but also will be honest with you and question you um you know when when needed and i think that that's really important um we actually had that in my parents right off the bat just or i would say my father more than um both my parents but uh just as someone who had again 
no experience in hospitality and so was coming at it as sort of objectively as possible and um of course over the years you know even within our fraternity we do have um people that we bounce things off uh but it is it is it is something that you um you it's a tricky one because sometimes you don't want to divulge too much about your business outside of it particularly when it comes to a restaurant where it's a very public facing business it's a business yes, that people yeah. are frequenting and um, so you know it's 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 one that you have to be very comfortable with the people i am part of um a few sort of uh, entrepreneur organizations that um where i have what's known as a trust group um of sort of 10 people that are my sounding board in a way also oh, you're talking about something like the ypo forum kind of, kind of one is called, um the ascent foundation uh, which was started by mr harsh mariwala uh and uh, it's i've been a member of it for about 6 years now and it's been it's been fantastic because it's people from all different industries there's no conflict um you know when you have your group and uh and everyone's sharing their experience and um i think that that's really important to have that because you can get very um especially when you're working with your spouse um it it's important to get that outside perspective sometimes but tell me another thing Do you feel like working with someone so close to you is work in progress still or do you feel like no because we have the same values it came really easily It's definitely always work in progress and <laughs> um and I think that it's not because we don't have the same values I think it's just you know uh, that ability to separate work and home is one sort of big challenge that you have to very consciously make that effort to you know manage that uh, distinction i think the other thing is that you know we both got into this feeling very passionate about the idea and that passion sometimes can lead to uh, you know having very strong views on uh, opposing views <laughs> on on things but i i come back to that point of separating um dividing the responsibilities and the way we do this is to say that you know for example uh marketing and pr might be my responsibility so while jay might have his views on that but the end decision is mine you know and then there'll be something which is sort of you know under his domain to share my point of view with him but then the final call is his and i think as long as you respect that and and i think that you know uh at some point this there needs to be that trust and uh, hopefully who better can you trust than your spouse um so you know it's it's a double edged it's a double edged sword in the sense that you you it's probably the person you trust the most um yeah. so the person that you can speak most freely with and therefore can sometimes lead to those um uh i guess conflicts yeah. <laughs> and tell me uh, i mean one of the things you've said uh to give people tools on how to work with someone they're close to one of the things you said is learn to respect the other area even if you don't agree any other suggestions or tools giving that space uh to each other is also really important especially when you work together right because otherwise you're with each other all the time all the time yeah 24/7 yeah and so i think giving that space but i think respect of um recognizing that you know each one is bringing has their strengths and that's why you know you're working together that's what they bring to the business um or to the home and uh, you have to you know uh trust them to do what they're going what they're doing is in the best interest of you know business or family uh i think that's really important and you know respect also that if you have those um conflicts and those tussles that you 
whether it's at home you leave it at home and if it's at work you leave it at work uh and it does take a lot of maturity it does take a lot of um you know self awareness i think is uh is is fair to say the to to achieve that so we all slip up uh, at times and i think the other thing i want to say and i i say this purely from personal experience but i think it's um it's fair to say this is one of the reasons we're still together <laughs> 13 or whatever <laughs> uh, 13 years later is <laughs> I think you need to identify, especially in a business like ours, which is, like I said, you know, in the in the public eye and you know, in the press, and you need to identify who that spokesperson is going to be. Is it going to be one or the other or both? Um, right. And when you speak with one voice, because um, if you have both people sort of fighting to be the you know in the limelight, the face of it, yeah. then um, I think that can lead to sort of ego. clashes in a way um and that's usually the biggest cause of um you know problems in in um, between partners in a business um so you're saying just be very very clear about every step of the way uh, you know even in terms of who's the face of the business who's going to talk to the press just and and respect was another big one you said just I make sure you trust respect and respect. and um you know that that managing egos by identifying who's sort of um possibly going to be in the limelight more than the other okay and when you're looking at say new ventures or you're talking about scaling up or even about moving in a different direction sometimes because like you said where you started with your vision board and what you landed up with was different so how at, at those stages do you avoid conflict you know i don't think the idea is to avoid conflict um i think it's 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 important to have healthy debate and question each other uh because a lot of times that idea gets refined through that discussion um but at the end of the day if you have and i'll be honest like especially during covid when it was a really challenging time for us um financially as well as you know things that we started out had to like be shut down overnight and could not be resumed at any point um you know it it really uh, and me being the sort of risk averse accountant you know was just like no let's just sort of you know let's not make any new sort of investments at this point you know let's just um uh, stabilize the business but there were other considerations you know either we had a property that was on rent and you know we would either have to have returned it or done something with it and um you know which meant that we needed to make a decision one way or the other i mean there were times then you know i i would have felt safer leaning one way but then i think you can never really be an entrepreneur playing it safe and uh, you know this is where i i sort of hesitatingly respected jay's um final decision on you know opening mag street cafe which is our um a more casual format restaurant and uh, today we're on our third one now so we're you know we're about to open the third one so obviously something did go right that allowed us um to scale that up but it it is something that you do question especially when it's like in our case it's two of us um we've grown this business slowly and steadily it's not something that we've rushed to open 50 restaurants um and so it's it's still a very personal business for us um and i think that it's inevitable that you will question every time you're doing something new because that just means more um you know more, you're taking on more on your plate in a way and uh, it's a decision that we sort of struggle with every single time we're doing um a new project whether it's a new brand or a um an existing brand but uh i think 
I have to say that as now entrepreneurs, I think I'd said call myself one. Um, it's 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 weirdly addictive. This business is weirdly, and you just kind of can't help yourself, but you know take advantage of opportunities. But I think you have to just do them in a calculated um, way and eventually you know it it does work out so i think we're both like minded enough in that sense where i think we're 80% enough like minded with that 20% we can deal with um, a little bit of uh let's just say a discussion and debate <laughs> right wonderful but gori i've also seen i mean we've all seen a lot of families where the financial issues have split, split over to the extent that people are not even talking to each other they're not acknowledging each other so do you have a protocol in place do you and jay have a protocol in place to stop something like that from happening um i i have to say i mean i'm touching all the wood around me but um no we so have yeah <laughs> we haven't had that we haven't come to that situation where that point where we don't um agree on making a financial decision um you know and so it's not really come to that but i think sometimes a lot the issues can also be because of generational differences so especially in family businesses where um you know the sort of older generation might not necessarily um understand the need for spending in you know on on certain aspects which the younger generation really does um see the need for and i think that's you know it's something that i've uh, i hear about that all the time and um fortunately that's not really an issue for us but i again i think it really comes back to um being aligned on goals okay and also in terms of so you were talking about sort of generational differences right but what happens when you're entering into business with a friend or a romantic partner like in your case or a colleague or something like that are there any learnings that you would you have that you would say okay look at a b c d make sure you're clear on these before you get into it i think one thing i would say i mean i'm sure there are many and i'm not um i haven't sort of done a business with a friend um to be able to speak from experience uh but i would say that especially if you're not uh married or tied up in in other ways like being family uh it's very important and i think even if you are family it's very very important to have written agreements right because a lot of these businesses start from you know chatting about an idea and when your relationship is on good terms everything seems peachy and you know there's a lot of that trust that i mentioned earlier that uh has a very big part to play in you know in um, setting up these businesses and when things start going wrong is when you really test each other and you test that relationship and uh, the fact is the things do go wrong and uh, and i think it's in everyone's interest i would say the one thing is that no matter how good friends you are or how great your relationship is um you know put it on paper and uh, you know get it vetted by a lawyer because um this is not one of those things you just write on a tissue paper and uh hope uh that that last that that works in court so <laughs> oh, wow okay yeah um, i think i think what i'm saying is that like you know be prepared for the worst because sometimes uh, you know i hope not but that that it will happen that's the nature of being an entrepreneur that you will go through ups and downs and you just need to be as prepared as you can be so you're saying put an mou in place put legal documents in place just be very clear where each of you stands before you get into the business don't do it when you know 
when your business has become Amazon, say. When, yeah, exactly. And then that's when, you know, things can, um, that's when sort of, I guess, egos come in and things this way before, um, you know, while it's still a vision and a goal, put that, put that down and uh, so you both know where you stand. But Gauri, tell me when things go wrong, and they always do, right? COVID is an example where all the restaurants suffered so much, right? You were saying that yourself. Does the, do you feel like that spills over into personal life? I mean, a hundred percent. It's impossible. You know, we're not robots to not let things, um, not let those lines bleed uh, every so often. And I think that you know, and we're human beings to feel a certain way, which doesn't just switch off when you come home or. Uh, when you leave home and but i think it's it's uh one of the biggest realizations i had at at one point and this was actually not covid related but before covid uh when we had to close one of our restaurants and i just thought that you know it's the end of the world people just think that you know oh, the table was a one-hit wonder that you know you're not really um capable of opening multiple restaurants or managing multiple restaurants and uh, and you know it was actually a really pivotal moment for me as a restauranter because i realized that um it's a business you know and i had a sort of completely different career before this business and it's you know there'll be something next if this business doesn't you know work out and it doesn't define me for the rest of my life i'm grateful to be doing something i love but you know it's not the be all and end all of me and you have to take those challenges in your stride so at the end of every chat we do a rapid fire round to summarize the chat so important things that anyone should remember before deciding to enter into a relationship that combines work and pleasure well i think i've said this before but i'm going to just say it again um is that divide and conquer okay one way in which one can remember to check business at the door with your shoes or your coat when you get home I'm still learning. <laughs> um, I think just you know, you it's it's not it's not worth mixing the two. So um, yeah, and and now we have a ten year old, so uh, she she helps to to separate the two a lot. <laughs> Lovely. A piece of advice you wish someone had given you when you decided to start working with your husband. Well, I wish people had told me that it's actually okay to do it because I had <laughs> told the contrary by everybody around me that it was going to be a disaster. There was a recipe for disaster to be working with your spouse, and he wasn't even my spouse at the time. So uh, I think that was why it was, um, you know, it was a little. But yeah, I I think that it's totally fine to do it, and I'm seeing more and more couples, um, you know, start ventures together, and uh, yeah, it's 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 actually really fun. So. Um, thank you Gauri what a lovely chat we've had thank you so much for taking the time thank you so much for taking the time to be here with us today I hope you learned something new and I hope we brought you closer to leading a healthier happier more hopeful life please do subscribe to my channels and I would love to hear from you my email address is anshu at wellnesscurated.life Please send me questions, topic suggestions, whatever you'd like to send me. Thank you so much and see you next week.